This is the Spark Discovery Podcast, where every week you'll hear the best in inspiration, motivation, and education to ignite your inner spark, to match your skills and passion to a career that's inspiring to you and makes a lasting contribution to our world. Now, here's your host and lead firestarter of Spark Discovery, James Kiger. Hi, everyone. This is James Kiger, and welcome to the Spark Discovery Podcast where every week we put you in touch with winners who have navigated the maze of finding their passion and making a career match it. If you're still confused about what you'd like to do in the future, Spark Discovery may be your answer. With just the right amount of coaching, we'll help you to discover yourself, your ordinary superpowers, and why the career that you're searching for is a perfect match for you. If you're interested, go to sparkdiscovery.com and find out more. Well, I'd like to welcome today uh, Clarence Davis, who is uh, an assistant principal here at Smyrna High School in charge of discipline. And Clarence, it's awesome to have you on the Spark Discovery podcast. Thanks, Vinny. Um, tell us a little bit about how you arrived at this point in your career. I know you're an educator, principal. Tell us, tell us what brought you to this point. What what got you to be an educator, and what fulfillment are you finding in the job? Well, basically, what got me into education is if you think back some years ago, growing up in Detroit, Michigan, I really idolized my high school band director. I wanted to do exactly what he did, and he was our band director, he was my role model, he was all of our surrogate dads. Uh, uh, one of the things he did was he was a high school band director, and then he went off and did uh, administration at the high school, okay. and I said that was the coolest thing in the world. I had no idea after I came from Michigan to Delaware that I would eventually end up in the same shoes that he did, following the same track. Uh, started off teaching actually when I graduated from college at Delaware State University. A lot of people probably didn't know that. Uh, I went to Delaware State as an associate director of bands and I did that for five years. Okay. So I graduated on a Sunday and started work on that Monday. Uh, it was kind of neat. So oh, wow. one of my first things was to go out and do some recruiting to try to get kids to come to Delaware State University. Uh, so during the summertime, I was working in the financial aid office, so I knew the ins and outs of trying to access grants and other opportunities for students to go to school. And at the same time, I had people in my ear saying, you know, maybe you should try to go into the K-12 through realm. So I stayed at Delaware State, like I said, for as associate director of bands for five years, and then I ended up in Seaford, Delaware. Um, started off there as a special education teacher for eighth grade. That was probably one of the most rewarding experiences mm. that I had in my life. And then I went on to do something that's called extended school year for students of the orthopedic and handicap facility down there in Seaford, which was also interesting. So I did third grade through eighth grade uh, students that was all in a self-inclusive classroom. Uh, shortly after that, uh, a band director position came open at the middle school, and I thought I would try for it, considering that my degree was in instrumental music education. Um, and I applied for it and got the job. So I ended up becoming the 6th, um, 7th, and 8th grade general music teacher, as well as 6th, 7th, and 8th grade band director. Um, through that experience then led me to um, coming in contact with some wonderful parents and some 
fabulous students that I still keep in contact with today. Uh, a lot of those kids now are no longer kids. They're all family mm -hmm. people, and they wow. all have their children, and they're all doing a lot of really good things out there from something as small as uh, working in a church to one of my students recently uh, graduating from Harvard, Harvard uh, Law School wow. and is doing some community work. So it's a wide range of students who are doing some awesome things. So from there, uh, my last year as a band director was 2001 at Seaford Middle, and I was offered an administrative position, which actually I, I declined. Uh, my former principal, Dr. Chad Carmack, uh, was going to Dickinson High School. He was leaving Seaford Middle School and asked me to come along with him. And I didn't think, personally, I was ready. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was getting ready to have a kid. So I knew I needed to do something to try to make a little bit more income. So at the same time, they were they were changing administration over at Seaford High School, and they asked me if I were interested. So I figured I'd say yes then. I uh, didn't make a lot of my band parents or my band students happy about that mm -hmm. because at the time we were really doing some good things down there in Seaford Middle School. So my first tenure started uh, as an administrator in 2001, and I've been an administrator ever since. Wow. So uh, down in Seaford, I was assistant principal there for three years, and I became principal for Seaford High School for five years. Uh, that fifth year, my mother ended up... Um, being diagnosed with breast cancer. My son was getting older and I figured I needed to be a little bit closer to home. So I left Seaford even though I was commuting from Smyrna all that time and ended up here at Smyrna High School as associate principal and dean of discipline. Wow. So that's what brought me here. So that's that's really uh, interesting that it, it all started with um, a role model for you. Right. So I'll start with a role model. And what's interesting is, as people are listening to this, uh, you've been on quite a journey. So you knew generally that you wanted to be in education, but you've been open-minded to being all kind of different things within education. And, and how has that benefited you that you weren't so singly focused on one thing that you kind of left your options open and that kind of helped you to, you know, progress to where you are now? Well, I, I think one of the driving forces for me was making sure I was put in a position where I could provide. And being a teacher doesn't make you necessarily a rich person or a person uh, that's well off. Uh, the administration opportunity afforded me the ability to provide uh, for my family. That was the key thing. But the other piece to that was it, it wasn't just necessarily financials that was driving my decision. Like you said, I was always interested in education. Mm -hmm. uh, my master's degree is in curriculum instruction. So I thought I wanted to go on and pursue it in music. But again, I wanted to broaden my horizons. I did not want to put myself in a situation where I wasn't going to place myself where I had to go back to school to do certain things if my career changed. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I had something in place that afforded me the ability to go in several directions. So that would be one bit of advice I would say to young individuals going into education. Look at the bigger picture and not necessarily focus on just one small thing. Right. Make sure that you open up all the different options. So if you have an opportunity to get a, a different degree, go for it. Uh, if you have an opportunity to get a different certification in a different area, 
go for it because the only thing it's going to do is allow you to have more tools in the toolbox mm -hmm. in case you need to use those tools. So that's why I did what I did. Okay, and that's and that's really important whether you're in education or any job thing is to uh, be open to all the different journeys that you could take, gather as many tools as you can, as you said, in your toolbox and really, you know, really build on your strengths. So if you if if you were to tell me what your ordinary superpowers were, what what would be things that you just just come naturally to you that has helped you both in education and in life? What would you say those would be? That's interesting because I've never viewed myself as a superhero uh, or having or possessing superpowers. Um, hmm. I do have the. I feel I have the ability to speak and. Um, connect with students at a level where they may not feel the normal adult has the ability to connect. And that's probably because of my background. Coming up from in, in an urban city environment, mm -hmm. you had to adapt to all types of situations. You never know or you never knew who you may have come in contact with. Someone uh, that was on Main Street or someone who was from, um, as what we would say, the hood. And you had to be, had to have the ability to be able to adapt to those situations and communicate at those levels where people felt comfortable with you and knew that you knew what they were you were talking about. Mm -hmm. So, I feel I have the ability to adapt uh, to any given situation that's put in front of me, regardless of the situation. I think one of the mm -hmm. things I try to do is just remain calm. So I think you need to have a sense of calmness through the storm where everyone sometimes can be a little panicky. Right. I'm normally, I will normally slow down even more just so I Good. can process what's going on. Awesome. So just knowing uh, a little bit about your background growing up in Detroit and things like that, can we assume that you have friends that didn't take the kind of path that you've taken? Maybe, you know, they were, they were on the streets and they've gone a whole different path and, and if so, what made it, what was the difference for you? What, what can you look back and say, this made the difference for me? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. Um, I was a class officer in high school. I was class treasurer. And my best friend was named Isaac Dixon. And he was the sergeant of arms. Isaac was probably one of the smartest guys that I knew. But at the same token, Isaac felt he needed to show himself as a tough guy because he didn't want people to pick on him or bully him, especially growing up in Detroit, Michigan. Well, unfortunately, one particular day, Isaac was coming off his porch and he was a victim of a random drive-by shooting. And, and, and I kind of swore to myself, I didn't want to be in this environment anymore. I wanted to do something good for myself. I, I needed to lift myself up and remove myself because I did not want to be like a lot of my friends who were no longer living or in jail or doing some other legal activities. And it's very few of my friends who are doing some wonderful things. There are a few of them that are, and I commend them for that, but there are unfortunately a lot of them that did not make it as far as I've made it. And I wanted to just say, you know, after seeing that situation and seeing my best friend being taken away by a senseless, senseless act, I felt I needed to leave Detroit. And the only way for me to do that was through education. So that was the, the choice that I made for myself that got me to this point now. So your environment didn't have to necessarily dictate to you that you had to be this way. You were able to break out of it, which any student here that's listening that says, you know, I'm in a small town, I'm in middle America, I can't do this or I can't do that. 
that, that shouldn't hold them back. I mean, you're an Absolutely. example of that. Absolutely. And I think so often we get comfortable. And, uh, you know, when I, some of the things I try to tell kids, you know, some of the hard, some of the things that in life that are best for you are the hardest to do. You know, it's easy to spend money. It's hard to save it. It's easy to probably have multiple relationships, but it's hard to work on a good relationship. It's, it's easy not to do your homework, but it's hard really to sit there and do it. It's, it's easy just to say, you know what, I don't care about the future. I'm only living for the day. And it's hard kind of setting goals and meeting those goals and planning for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. They have to realize that if they want to make it in life, they have to push themselves, challenge themselves, and continue to do the hard thing. The hard thing is the thing that's going to make you successful. It was hard for me to walk away from family. It was hard for me to walk away from friends. It was hard for me to walk away from local opportunities that could have put me in a different situation. And I basically went out on fate. I came to Delaware, I'd never been. I went to Delaware State, I never seen the school. You know, it was a funny story about me coming to Delaware State. Mm -hmm. um, you know, growing up in Michigan, you know, Michigan State and University of Michigan. Mm -hmm. So in my eyes, Delaware State and University of Delaware, I was thinking they're the same. What's interesting, the funny story is my mother put me on the Greyhound bus to come to Delaware. And she told the bus driver to keep an eye on me. I'll never forget it. So here I am, this kid from Detroit. I have my Pistons shirt on because my Pistons just won the national championship, the NBA championship. And I'm sitting there in the front seat and the driver said he would keep an eye on me. I fell asleep. I woke up. We happened to be pulling in Newark, Delaware. I was excited. All I saw was University of Delaware. In my mind, in my thinking, I'm thinking I'm at the school. I'm like, wow, this is an awesome looking campus. So I'm getting ready to get off the bus. The driver stops me and he starts laughing. He says, ha, 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 easy young fellow. This isn't your stop. He said, you're up the road about maybe 50 miles. He said, I'll let you know when you get there. So in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, so this must be like University of Michigan. So Michigan State's not a bad looking school either. So I'm riding on the bus and we're coming down 13 to Dover and I'm looking for big buildings. So at the time, I didn't realize that Dover had an ordinance. You couldn't have a building over six stories. Mm. And the tallest building in Dover at the time, uh, before Dover Downs came into play, was the Jason C. Uh, Library on Delaware State's campus. It was six stories. So I'm like, wow, okay, here we go. So we pull in on campus. I lied to you not. When the bus pulled into campus, they didn't have that wall out there. Tumbleweed rolled right in front of the bus. And I said, what in the world am I getting myself into? But again, I stepped into a dormitory, no air conditioner. It was the biggest bugs in the world that I'd ever seen. I'd never seen mosquitoes that big. Yeah. I didn't realize a skunk up close and personal until I came to Delaware. I mean, everything was completely out of, out of my comfort zone. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't change it for anything. Right. If I had to do it all over again, I would do it all over again. Wow. That's that's really good advice. And so uh, what's, what's the best advice on this journey you've been in that you've ever received? What, what would you think would be some of the best advice that you've really latched on to? And, and maybe you try to share that with, with people that you come in contact with, but something you live by. Lifelong learning. Get as much education as possible because I think through education is going to open up multiple doors for you. So my advice to anyone is when opportunity presents itself for you to get some training, professional development, more education, get it. Don't turn it down. Because as you know, 
the workforce, uh, the world we live in is constantly changing. Mm. And there are new things that are coming about, coming on the scene. As we're saying now, we're training 21st century learners for jobs that don't exist now. Right. So it's important that they try to learn as many skills as possible, as, I, as you heard me say in the beginning, to put in that toolbox. Because you never know what tool you're going to need to do the job. If you think about if you have an uncle or a grandfather or a father who has that toolbox, it seems like they have a, a tool for everything. Mm -hmm. If they need to fix something, they can go in that toolbox and pull it out. And you're like, man, how did they have that? Well, such is life. So you constantly have to just make sure that you have lifelong learning as your mission. Just don't get your high school diploma and say, I'm done. I see a lot of kids now and they'll think that's the finish line. Right. Well, it's not over. That's just another chapter in your life's book. Right. So you constantly have to keep writing those chapters and constantly keep preparing yourself because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring uh, bring to you. So you need to make sure you have the necessary uh, skill set to be successful. And that's that's uh, excellent advice. And, and self-knowledge is another thing too. Knowing why why you love doing a certain thing. Knowing what, what you're passionate about as, as a student. So uh, we, we really help students know what... Um, what their superpowers are. One of the things that uh, we talk about is uh, the characteristics that they could have. They could be an adventurer, a carer, uh, an investigator, an artist, a persuader, an administrator. If you were looking at these giftings, these superpowers, what, what do you think would be, just based on these, would be your number one? And what would be your number two, do you think? My number one would probably be an artist. And my okay. number two would probably be an investigator. Oh really? So how how have you seen that? How have you seen that uh, display itself? And I, with, with being an artist, obviously as a musician, that would have something to do with it. What do you think? Well, even one of my my hobbies uh, on the side is doing an online uh, radio station. So even though I may not be playing, I still have uh, a mini studio in my home. Mm. I'm constantly adapt and connect to music. Uh, when I want to bring balance to my life, when things seem out of play, I always constantly reflect back to my music. Uh, I was just somewhere and I was recently looking at an art store and I was admiring a piece of artwork. And I walked in the store and I looked at the, the painting and I looked at it and I turned sideways and I said, wow, a G cleft, that's pretty good. But when you see the painting, you really couldn't see that initially. And the lady who happened to be the artist of that painting was right there and said, wow, you were able to see that. I says, yeah. She said, not many people can do that. I says, well, the arts is my background. So yeah. I have an appreciation for all forms of the arts. But there's an investigative piece about me, I think, which makes me feel comfortable with my current role as Dean of Discipline. I love the investigative aspect. Mm -hmm. You know, so often, a lot of times people look at me and they see me out and about and they'll ask, what branch of the military were you in? Or have you ever been in law enforcement? No. And I say, no, I've always been in education. Right. I was in a band. I play baseball. Right. <laughs> so, right. But if I had to pick the two superpowers, it would be artist and investigator. That is really good. That's really, really good. So uh, as we kind of wrap up our thoughts, what are you passionate about right now? What, what, is, what is your passion that you're involved in now that you'd say, man, this is really, this is really captivating my life? And You know, I was just having this conversation with, with someone, and, and I shared with them that although we may not be able to become financially rich in education, I think what brings us back every year is to see the students succeed at the end of the year. Those students who started off the year and they struggled and to watch them struggle mm -hmm. and to watch them fail. Because one of the things I try to share with students is that 
Failure is a very important characteristic of life. Failure is important. In order for you to understand what you're capable of, you have to experience failure. Mm. I know I've experienced failure a lot. But the key thing is, how do we get back up from that failure? What do we do differently? I reflect a lot on the things that I do, the things that I say, the mistakes that I've made. And I try not to be repetitive in those mistakes. And that's how we improve as people. I think so often we don't reflect enough as people. And I know a lot of young individuals don't do a lot of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. But I would challenge any of them as you go throughout your day, before you do whatever you do, before you bring closure to your day, think back and process how that day went and ask yourself the question, what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I try to do for myself. What can I do differently? Because people are constantly watching what we do, watch what we say. We may not view ourselves as role models, but a lot of students are looking up at what we do and what we say. And it's important that we try not to make certain mistakes for them to see, to say, this is an excuse for me not to move forward. Look at what you were able mm -hmm. to do. So what I try to tell people is I'm going to make mistakes and that's okay. But the key thing is you don't, you know, you don't swim in your mistakes. You get up, you rise up and you try to figure out a way to keep pushing forward and try to reach those goals so you can get what it is that you want, that, that pursuit of happiness out of life that you seek. So self-reflection would be the thing that I would say wow. is my, my thing of passion and watching the kids be successful at the end of the year and to say, okay, let's do this again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we've gotten so many great pieces of advice today. So some inspiring stories that you've given us of your life and, and, and how you've gotten to this point. And we really appreciate you being with us today. And thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge with our students. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Spark Discovery Podcast. If you're unclear about your future and need clarity, consider Spark Discovery Coaching with James Kiger. With the right motivation, you can match your unique skills to a perfect career. If this is you, don't delay. Go to www.sparkdiscovery.com. Until next time, remember, live boldly with passion. Goodbye, everybody.